Today's episode is sponsored by Lead Pages, an easy drag and drop model to create unlimited mini sites or landing pages for just about anything, including social media campaigns or single property sites. Stop wasting time on clunky websites and try Lead Pages today. For a 14 day free trial, you can visit reraw.com forward slash lead pages. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash lead pages. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Well, here we are on a Friday afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this, tuning into another Ramble session. Welcome, welcome. We have brought the world famous Chris Robertson. What's up, guys? Jeez, I had to think twice about it, but uh, I don't know. Only twice. It's all good. How's everything going, man? Dude, it's going awesome. Yeah? It's going on. I can't complain. Life is good, man. Yeah, life, life is, is good. good. Life, You know, I find out life is best sometimes when you're not talking to other agents because there's just so much. It's just a, it's a shit show out there sometimes. I, You know, I, I had an agent call me earlier today, a true story, and I'm in the middle of a transaction right now, and I just came off of, like, the worst transaction ever. Like the, shit, the, do they listen to this podcast? I mean, hopefully, they, they, hopefully, they so they can fucking learn something. But <laughs> I, I had, a, I had a, a just a terrible transaction, just a really hostile agent, and just all this crazy stuff. So I'm sitting here earlier today, and I'm like cringing because I saw the agent on this, uh, on this deal I'm working right now, Colin. And all I could think to myself was, dude, this son of a bitch is gonna blow me up for something. Like I'm just like anticipating. Right. Like I'm like that, you know. I'm in like my defensive mode. So yeah, no. Uh, Everything's all good, and I didn't get blown up because it's been a very smooth transaction now, so things are good in my world. It's very pretty and nice. That's good, man. You woke up on the right side of the dirt today. Wow. There you go. That's That's, a good start, right? That's great. How was it? Yeah, I was like, oh, the right (laughs) side of the bed, and it's dirt. Lovely. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what should we talk about today, man? I'm trying to rack my brain. I mean, what are we going to ramble about? Should Should we troll some social media here? What should we do? Let's draw oh, some man. social media. Good, yeah. Give me, give me some some Insta handles to uh... welcome. Welcome to the segment of our ramble session where we troll social media oh, and uh, piss off the world. Let's find like a let's find you know what. Let's see what the new agents are up to. Is there a new agents of Facebook? The I mean, there's. I don't know. I I don't know if there's a new agents of Facebook or a new there agents all, of Instagram. I'm, new, not, I'm not even going to tell you what social media platform I'm going on. I'm just going right, to find. Right. There some should shit. also be like a uh, a dinosaurs of you know real estate because I think the one thing <laughs> you asked me earlier, like one thing that might piss me off or whatever, it's um uh, when you get that call, right? A couple things piss me off when I get that call and you have a listing. I wouldn't say it's bad. Yeah, it just riles me a little bit. Are the people that are like, "Hi, Chris. I'm with Banana Realty, and uh, I've been, you know, I've been a realtor for 35 years." And it's like, dude, you don't need to preface the length of time because I can go in MLS and look up your production. Oh my god! And if I look up it's your production, favorite. and you say you're th- in 35 years, and I see that you've Close like a couple Dude, of deals. Oh my god, you're striking a chord. Like years, we're gonna be dropping bombs all day on this I episode. Mean, so if you're gonna have some point, issues, I might as well then just drop one. Then fuck, man. Why are you calling? Why is that? Like, look, when you go to a doctor, is the first thing they do when you walk like, I've been a doctor for 37 <laughs> years. Now uh, touch your toes, and this might sting a little bit. It's like, no, it it ends up, you know. So there's that. The other thing, dude, I got a call. I have, and I'm very blessed and fortunate and grateful to have several listings right now. But, but I one thing I can't fucking stand is the let me tell you all about my client calls. Oh, There's this God. too, right? So you get this call, which, and, by the way, is a huge fucking violation. Is first of all, like, I don't. I mean, like, I'm sorry to say I don't get, and I'm don't don't get me wrong, like that I don't give a shit about your client. That's not what I mean. Maybe what I mean is relevant. Submit an offer and then... And I'll look at it. Well, and then once my seller determines that your client is the best fit, maybe term-wise and monetarily for them, 
then in your cover letter that you submit for your client, tell me all about them. Right. Include a photo of them with their kids. Like, you know what though? On the reverse of that, I went to show a property the other day and this agent goes, I, I go to schedule the appointment. Let me back up. So I go to schedule the appointment. The agent answers the phone. Hello, I'm like, hi, this is James Hoff with Keller Williams. I'm trying to schedule an appointment and uh, you know, like to show the property at one o'clock this afternoon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, um, I'll go ahead and reach out uh, to the seller and see if that works for them. Before I do, could you tell me about the client? So now I'm on the other side of it, ah. right? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, uh, my client's great. Uh, they are qualified to purchase the house that we'd like to see this afternoon at one o'clock could you let me know if that would work out and i think the agent got like i could i noticed a little bit of like oh i was not expecting that i wanted a little bit more from you like Mm -hmm. you know whatever and she's like okay um is there anything else you can tell me about them and i was like uh yeah you know they're they're uh, ready to go as soon as they find the right property and uh, i've worked with them before I, i i can't wait to close another house with them and the lady was literally like James, you're kind of dodging my question here and it's concerning me. And I said, you know what? The reality is I have a qualified buyer that would like to look at the property this afternoon and their personal life is none of your business. So right. if you could just let me know, does one o'clock work or should I fuck off and come tomorrow? <laughs> you know, like I just, dude, I, oh my yeah, God. This, dude, tough, you man. already struck a chord. Uh, we're just going to go dark on this show because it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, the, the stupidity and the ignorance and the, and by the way, did your fucking seller tell you that you should even be asking those questions? Yeah, no, these are made up questions that the agent just decides like, oh, how can I how can I figure out yeah before When did this become your deal? It's not your deal. Correct. It's not your deal. Ever. I'm sure I've talked about this on another session before, but if you're tuning in and listening to this right now and you think that every real estate transaction that you're part of belongs to you, you're out of your fucking mind. Well, you at the very most, yeah, I mean, it's too much exposure. And frankly, who the fuck has the time? Like, I want to hear, put it in an email, text it, whatever, send me your cover letter. And again, I'm not trying to come off as like an egocentric dickhead, and maybe I am. No, it's just natural for you. That's just kind of how I roll. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, man. Peace out. Mic drop. Boom. No, um, no, but it's like, yeah, that that just doesn't, I mean, look, we can have an an agent-to-agent conversation. It just doesn't matter. I had a I had a guy. This was probably just lie. at that point you just lie. Like my client's a, a billionaire from Dubai and he's planning on buying. <laughs> right, I mean, like, yeah. what difference does it make? Or you know, I yeah, an all cash buyer. They'll be flying their helicopter down tomorrow. And uh, how big is the yard? We have to make sure it's big enough for the chopper. So I'm trolling some new uh, I'm trolling some new agents here, dude. Um, wait, while you're trolling, I had I had to tell you because this was this was what you started firing me up on. So I had this guy a few years ago. And I don't know, I must, have been, I must have been like maybe two years into the business and maybe the end of my second year. And this, this guy was representing his son on a transaction. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he did the whole thing that you talked about. He did the whole like, oh, um, well, I've been in business for 35 years mm-hmm. or whatever. I think, it was, I think it was 32 years is what he said. And I, okay. At what point do you just start rounding and, up? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, why do so, why do I care? It's thirty two years instead well, of. Well, I've been a realtor for thirty two years, yeah. James, and I was like, okay. And, the and you know, what my response to him was because I don't know, I don't know if I've shared this before, but one of the practices that I have is whether when I'm about to engage in either a negotiation with a, an agent from the buy side or a negotiation mm-hmm. from the sell side, like I just it doesn't matter what side. I always look up the realtor. So if you always. submit an offer, uh, an offer, I look up the realtor. Always. I check out the production, yeah. and I don't check out the production because I I set some sort of expectation that like, oh, if you don't do a lot, then like you're a shitty agent. Right. I I look up the production so really because it sets my like expectation level lower or higher based on the volume of business you've done. Going okay. This agent should know what they're doing, or you know what? All right, it's their third deal. Uh, they they could still very well be a good agent, right. but there might be a little hand holding, or there may be a couple things that are surprising to them, depending on. Or you can recruit them to your team. Or I can recruit them to my team. That's right. So this fucking guy goes, well, I've been in business for thirty two years, <laughs> and I he didn't know. Of course, I had already looked him up. We're in the middle of escrow, and we we're having a tough negotiation, and I I went back. Uh, it was a request for repair time. Uh-huh. And uh, in my experience, and I looked yeah. back and I said, you've been in business for 32 years? Well, let me tell you, I've been in business for two years, and uh, I've done more than you. 
So thank you for your experience in the business, but it looks like I've got your entire career summed up in this short time. And uh, if we could just move on now, that would be great. Like nobody, the guy fucking been in business for 32 years and he averaged one transaction per year. Phenomenal. I mean, that's it. but that's the average realtor, dude. I and, mean, and, like, four. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, NAR statistics is like uh, four deals a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which look, mm-hmm. if that's you, that's fine. That's cool. Um, Which not, I don't know how I'm people live on in any market, by the way. Well, but maybe they have a second job. Maybe they have a second income from yeah. another. I don't know. Whatever. That's cool if that's you. But again, uh, yeah, man, it kills me. It's like you know, I've been doing this for you know, and then. I, you like, you just kind of want to sit back and go like, what the hell's the point right. of telling me this? I don't know, man. That that's so something that riles me up. Okay, so we're trolling Facebook. So what'd you find? Somebody. Give me something some good. good ones. Um, one one gal asks, do you think open houses are a waste of time, or do they really bring a buyer? I'm curious because I've only done three in my life. Well, what's the, are you? F- yeah. <sighs> okay, because I've really I've only done three in my life. I also know that they're they're great to get business from. But most people that come in have a realtor. So okay, okay. you answer this question. If, right, you're, if this is a new this agent one. asking you this. All right. So first and foremost, I get a shitload of business from open houses. Okay. All right. Now, there's, there's two things to note here. We all know that open houses can breed leads. Yeah. But the, the second thing to remember is you're there to sell the house you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're there to present the house that you're sitting in. So one thing that really chaps me is when an agent's like, "Well, I'm looking for some leads. I was wondering if I could sit your open house." No, if you would like to go to the open house and help sell the house that I've got, then great. If you get leads out of it, then good for you. Right. But your focus needs to be on this property first. I actually have sellers. It, it probably I don't know. I get a handful of sellers per year that say. You know, how, what's your opinion on open houses? And my question to them is, I, I'd like literally respond immediately with, well, uh, are you saying you, you like them or you don't like them? And they go, well, just answer the question. I go, well, the reason I'm asking is because I believe open houses work, mm-hmm. but I think that most sellers believe that the agents like sitting open houses because it's a lead generator. Right. Now, what you need to know is open houses are a lead generator. And I want to say it's like, one and a half percent of buyers that walk through the door of the open house actually buy the house that they. It's a small percentage. It's very small, but what I what I spin it to is keep something in mind. If you if I'm doing an open house and and you're doing an open house, Chris, and I've got somebody that's not the right fit for the house that I'm sitting in, and I identify right. that. Now, as a realtor, and and this is important for the new agents especially, as a realtor, you now have to shift your mind and go, okay. I've just recognized that it's not right for this person. Right. So now I'm gonna stop hard selling and trying to make the house right for them. Mm-hmm. And what I'm gonna do is shift my mind to the rest of the inventory that's on the market. Correct. And I can say, hey, you know what? It sounds like this house isn't gonna work. I always ask, I always ask, what do you love? What do you hate about the house? Is there anything about this house that doesn't work for you? Ah, you know, we need an extra bedroom. All right, cool. We don't wanna fucking build you know, $50,000 room and extend the house, whatever. Okay, great. Well, you know what? Chris is actually down the street right now at Sample Street and mm-hmm. or Banana Street. I know it's your favorite road. So Chris is down the at, at the house on Banana that's a Tom Street. Tom Ferry thing, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, banana, that's banana. So, so Chris is down the the uh, the road on Pineapple Street, and mm-hmm. uh, he he's got a house that that has the uh, the extra bedroom. So I recommend you check it out. I think you'll like the model. You know what I mean? So yeah. you you go into the open house with the idea of selling yours, and the the chance and the opportunity for you to truly get a lead out of it is now you do like the takeaway, like the, switch properties. I'm got not desperate to sell you into this one now. Right. I just want to do my job as a fucking realtor and right. go, hey, you know what? This might not be right for you, but let me help you out with this other one. So Here, it's a me, great Let me phrase me. it to you this way, dude, because uh, actually a, a mentor of mine put it to me like this today. Uh, let's say you're a jeweler and you've got one, you have, you have one I'm piece. I'm not a jeweler. Okay, dude. You got one <laughs> piece of jewelry. Yeah. And someone walks in and goes, oh, that's a jewelry store. Okay, cool. What you got? Um, I have a 25 carat ring. And it's, uh, oh, shit, that's crazy. What's the cost on that thing? Half a mil. Okay, well, I'm not really in the market to get a half pay half a mil for a 25 carat ring. What do you? What does that person do? All right, fuck off. See you later then. That's because right. that's all I have. Meaning, you know, so instead of going like, oh, well, if the 25 carat ring's not going to work for you, you know, we have this two carat, one carat. 
half a carrot, whatever it is. Right. It's basically identifying needs. What the point was of this mentor and I talking was like identifying people's needs. Do you need a downstairs bedroom? Do you yeah. need a bigger outdoor space for whatever your lifestyle is? Um, and then having gone, and this is especially big for new agents, is go, go on preview. Find out what properties are. And even if you're, like I say physically go and see them and yeah. take notes. Um, this is what other brokerages are doing now. I won't mention them, but uh, go on preview, man, because you need to know the switch properties so that when a client says, hey man, I was just over at James Hoff's like really terrible open house and he yeah. had this like lousy Subway sandwich, you know, cut into like thirds or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. Kidding. Uh, you know, you have a switch property like, okay, well. Uh, I cut it into quarters, by the way. Yeah, it's actually probably a better idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, to that new agent um, that's asking that question, it's like, she's kind of speaking out of both sides of her mouth. She's asking like, well, do do you think open houses really work? And then also saying, um, you know, in, in, in my view, they've worked uh, for this and that. So where I find, you know, look, who loves doing open houses? Do you love it? Uh I actually don't mind it. Okay. I don't. I won't say that I love. I don't do. The, I don't like doing the mega, like making a big event out of it. Open okay. houses because I hate do, setting up the events. But right. I actually don't mind the open houses. But I always have other work that I bring with me. Okay. Um, so if it's a slow, shitty day, then it doesn't matter. So one of the uh, it's quiet time for me. <laughs> one of one of the. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but one of the uh, guys in my area, okay, who claims to be an area specialist who would never be listening to your podcast anyway. I went into an open house about three years ago, his. Pulled up, walked in. He was eating a Subway sandwich, literally. Nice. And he had his laptop out. And he, like, we caught him, like, mid-sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, chomping and, like, and my wife and I walk in, and this place is, like, up the street. See, it's open. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to see what they, you know, like, I'm a snoopy neighbor, you know? I'm a nosy neighbor. I want to see what they've done. Absolutely. So I walk in and I'm not expecting a whole lot and he doesn't know I'm in the business or he you know, doesn't care or like whatever. It's just one of those things. So walk in and uh, he has his mouth full of sandwich and he goes, okay, um, three bedrooms, two bath and uh, look around, chewing, chewing, chewing and uh, backyard, points to the backyard. Like, by the way, like I, as if I didn't know that's where the backyard. Oh, is that where you be. go for the backyard? Is to the back. That's of, right. To that's the back of the house. Great. Okay. And then is the front. Did we come in through the front? That's what I was thinking. And so then I'm looking, going, this guy's my fucking competition. Like yeah. this, and I mean, he does a lot of volume, yeah. a shit ton of volume. And he used to never set his his. He used to never sit his own open houses. He'd have his little lackeys do it. Uh, or buyer's agents, whatever. Um, but they happened to catch him on a day where he was there. And so we go upstairs. We're looking around. My wife and I come downstairs. Now, again, he has no idea I'm in the business. Right. Doesn't know shit about me. Doesn't have a sign-in sheet. Doesn't have any way. Um, didn't ask me to sign in, which that's cool, whatever. So I was kind of thinking like, okay, is this guy doing this out of obligation or seller obligation? Like, did he tell them he promised them to do you know an open house? Yeah, does the seller know this is how he represents the house? I mean, I, mean I could have been the seller's best friend for all he knew. So then we get ready to leave, and I'm like, okay, and you know, thanks. And he walks over. He had fortunately he had finished chewing a sandwich, and um, walks over, hands me a fly. I said, hey, question for you, um, person. Yeah. Uh, if I were to want to place an offer on this, because trying to figure out like what the hell's the deal here, you know, I'm yeah. like if I if I were to want to place an offer on on this place, how do I do that? And he hands me a flyer, and he goes, uh, the number's on the uh, on the flyer. Shut up. Seriously, dead serious, dude. My wife was there with me, and I'm like, seriously? He said, yeah, the number's right there on the flyer. I'm like, okay, thanks. We took off and got in the car, and my wife goes, dude, that's your competition. That's your fucking competition. This person that has signs. Why do people settle for this shit though? Dude, I mean, did this they not person know has signs they? all over town that yeah. lead to nowhere. I mean, and you know, we'll leave it at that. But, but see, people have yeah. People unfortunately they see enough signs on the ground yeah. and they and they just go, they must be really good, and they're not going to sit there and babysit their open houses uh, because they they just expect the agents working. You know, I will tell you this. I sometimes people will come into open house and they'll catch me reading a book. 
Uh, they'll do whatever. But here's the thing, and this is just this is my. You mean porn on the computer? Porn on the computer for right. sure. That's so not lie to your audience. What I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I usually zip up before they come in. But anyway, so the the point is, I you know I, I don't have a problem with people that want to do work on their computer that want to uh, read a book or that whatever. I, you know, an open house is like a few hours. You know. Yeah. Why don't you eat your fucking sandwich before you get there or afterwards? You. And you know, or if you're providing sandwiches, like which he wasn't, by the way, this was not because if I you're providing sandwiches, like, then well, look, I, I mean, maybe I'll forgive you a little more if like there's a bunch of sandwiches that's there. That's what I'm saying. That's music what I'm on. Say. Yeah, I give you a break, but I'm like, good. fucking, you could also just wait. Like, how difficult is it for a, an adult to just wait a couple hours, right? So let's go back to the question, though. So our open house is good, yes. Now, I don't think it's fair for you to judge whether an open house is productive based on one or two or even three sittings. And the reason is because there are times of year, and it's the luck of the draw, by the way. Like Everyone goes, oh, should you sit on a holiday? Should you not? Some holidays that I've sat are like freaking gold and you'll get 100 people through. And then literally the same holiday in the next year, it's Mm. just absolute dog shit. And it just depends. Some's the area, some's the... The day, some of the market. It, it, there's a combination of things, but open houses notoriously for me have always been absolutely phenomenal. Now, if you if you can't sell the house that you're in, you you can definitely get leads. I actually uh, don't do a sign in sheet either because what I focus, I, what I find is if I put a mm-hmm. sign in sheet on the counter or put it in front, then then I'm kind of pushing people like it, it becomes a focal point for me. Right. I'm not saying this is the right strategy, but just a food for thought. If sign in sheets are difficult for you then don't have one and here's why. You can usually still get the contact information from people and now what you've done is you're focusing more on the conversation and building and nurturing a relationship while they're in the house instead of focusing on how do I get them to sign in. So now what I do. That's huge, engagement. Big time. So someone walks into open house, I might be sitting there reading a book, okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't, it's all good. I don't hop up right away. This is like exactly my, this is exactly how I do it. I don't hop up right away. I'll keep on reading the book. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, good. And then I'll casually put the book down. Hey, so are you guys, uh, you guys just browsing around? What uh, what brings you in today? And oh, you know, just poking around the area. Or oh, I live down the street. So I just real right. casual start, right? And I go, awesome. Well, are you pretty familiar with the area? If they say yes, then I go, great. Well, I'll let you look around the house. Here's the bird's eye view. It's a four bed, three and a half bath, twenty eight hundred square foot. We're listed for nine forty nine. Uh, it's about a 5,200 square foot lot, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and HOAs are X, Y, Z. Why don't you have a look around and I'll catch up with you when you get back downstairs, right? So I let it go. If they aren't familiar with the area, I ask them, hey, do you mind if I fill you in a little bit about the area right. and then I'll have you look around the house? If they say no, I'm like, okay, no problem. If they're interested in the house, they'll usually start engaging, right? So now what I've done is a real soft approach. I don't follow them around the house. I usually set up in a front room or somewhere close to the mm-hmm. front. All the flyers are in the back, so they have to go in to get the info, but I don't babysit them, right? Right. If they turn around when they're at the back of the house and ask a question, now I'll go back and I'll start helping them tour the house because now they've invited me into the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Now, before they leave, if you don't want to sign up, you can have a a little book that you keep by your side or a sign-up sheet you pull out later, but... I usually will do something like, well, hey, you know what? If you're not working with anyone, I'd I'd love to keep in touch with you. Um, You know, if if there's any insight I can give you, I've been in the area for XYZ time and blah, 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 whatever, just sold one down the street, you know? And I kind of do the soft approach. If you still don't want a sign-up sheet, pull your phone out. Yeah, hey, it's the best sign-up sheet in the world because guess what? I can text you whenever yeah, I want. Let me let me text you my information right now. What's a good number to reach you at? Right. And and people, you can go for email. You can go for phone number. You can go for address. You can do whatever. Let me tell you. If you can get a first and a last name mm-hmm. and a phone number, phone is, is key, man. People that's people it. pay attention to phone text, to text message more than email. Yeah, they do. For sure. So that's my whole. That is like my whole thing. So I love open houses. Right. Sometimes you get one lead. Sometimes you get no lead. Sometimes you get ten. But you can't base it off of three. So to whoever asked that question, it's a great question. But you fucking got to sit open houses. It's just they're good. Necessary evil. It's a necessary evil. Here's one. Did you find a good one? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. It says another. Well, actually, no. We already talked about this. So fuck it. It says another realtor asked me today what someone should. Uh, why someone should hire me as their realtor if I'm brand new with no experience yet? What's a good comeback? Actually, you know what? We didn't we didn't really go into it yeah, from that really angle. So that so much. let's let's talk. We did talk about the agent that says, "Oh, why well, fucking have way more experience?" But True. how do you handle that when you're your brand new agent starting out? Mm-hmm. Brand new agent starting out. 
Well, hey, thanks. Uh, you know, I noticed you've never sold a house before, Chris. Why should I hire you? Shit, I wouldn't hire me either. Awesome. <laughs> no, I think you have to. Uh, here's James's card. <laughs> right. There's this guy that does his podcast, occasionally sells a house. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, dude, I think that's where people have to kind of rely on the brokerage they chose, yeah. the resources they have, right? So it's less about them. Or if they're on a team, dude, that's, that's what I meant earlier when I said, you know, don't just go to a team for leads. Go to a team because when you when someone says to you, "Why should I hire you?" You know, you can say, "Well, look, uh, our you know, there's people on my team that have have done three deals, and you know, they go out and talk to people. Well, why should I hire you? Well, because we've sold hundreds of homes, right? My team has sold, and they refer to me as a partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's a tough question because it's, it's re- really specific to the person. But another, there's actually another agent in my office that asked me that same question. Like, dude, I finally figured it out. I'm like, okay. He's like, when people ask me, like, why should I hire you? You know, you, you don't have a lot of sales. He's like, well, I finally just tell him, like, well, you'll be, you'll, <laughs> you'll be my, I'll be the best agent for you because you're my only client. Absolutely. In fact, that's actually a really, really yeah. good response. I have no other time in the world right yeah. now than to deal with just your your transaction. By the um, way, the other the other thing I would add to that, Chris, mm-hmm. is that um, you know I think I think a lot of times feel like they people feel like they should be apologetic for their for their greenness. You know, yeah. like hey, yeah, we oh, all learn you somewhere. Know, and a lot of times, you know, people do the whole uh, there's there's an approach that's like. You know, fake it till you make it. Right. Um, I think we live in this world that is uh, that is really overly promoting the fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, from a mental perspective, you need to you need to think and act like the person that you see yourself as in five or ten years, or that successful person that you are going to be. Right. But there's actually a lot of validity when you call out your greenness and your newness to the business and say, you know what, that's a great question and. The first thing is right. to your point, hey, you'll actually be my only client, so I'm gonna give you my undivided attention, I'm gonna be on the phones, I'm gonna be doing all these things for you, right. right? But then you can also say, you know, one of the things I really pride myself in is acknowledging that I don't know everything. And I, I'm well aware that I'm brand new to the business, but I don't look at that as a shortcoming because what you actually gain mm-hmm. is access to every single person that I surround myself with. Right. So. Uh, one of the best, one of the absolute best responses I've ever given to this that had, that got me two listings early in my career, like my very first year, is I just flat out told them, I said, listen, I know I'm brand new, and I promise you I will never tell you the answer to a question that I don't know the answer to, Right. but I always 100% of the time know exactly who to go to to get the answer. I know who knows the answer. Mm-hmm. And you know that that actually has become very very fruitful for me even in my six years of experience because we still don't all know the answer and I think sometimes people are afraid to say you know I don't really know my, my response is like yeah that's a great question let me get an answer for you so I think acknowledging the newness and just kind of like owning that and like sitting in that moment it's like I tell people like they go how did you know that like you know, my wife and I, if you listen to episode zero, we've known each other since we were kids. And, you know, people go, well, how did you know, like on the, you know, on your, on your last first date, like, how did you know, like, right. She was the one. And I was like, you know, when it was, is like that, uh, that silence, you know, we went out to dinner and we had like, we spent like four hours at this restaurant, you know, appetizers and on the rooftop the and whatever. Time. And it was silent the whole time. No, yeah, uh, she was talking to some other dude. It was really weird. No, uh, it was, it was the moments of silence where, where you feel like, this urge to constantly fill the gap with someone you're uncomfortable with is that silence that I wasn't uncomfortable in and I felt okay. So mm. that's when I felt like I knew. And I know this is maybe a weird connection, but in the real estate world, I, I kind of feel like, you know, oftentimes the newness is like that awkward silence and it doesn't have to be. Like just right. own it. Just like accept that that's there and get comfortable with that. And then it, and then it doesn't feel as awkward because P.S., you're new in this industry for like at least a couple fucking years. Yeah. I mean, look. At least. That's the thing. As long as you set the right expectation with people and let them know from the beginning, they like you said, I may not know all the answers, but I know how to get those answers. And yeah. I know who to go to. Then I don't think, I think you can combat that. So find something else fun. So let me ask Any you, fun stuff. let me ask you one on here. I, you know, and this is, uh, I'm still, tro- we're still trolling social media. This might yeah. just be a fucking trolling session, but, um, you know, I, the business has changed a lot. 
and and I feel like not just technology, but like the expectations of the consumer and um, I don't know, just there's so many things that like are, are new now. You have to respond faster. You have to always be available. It's like the, the world's gotten faster paced and it's smaller and mm-hmm. there's no privacy anymore, right? But I feel like there's some of the, and this is just my opinion, so respond, you can answer how you want, but like how do you feel about these agents that you know they they make the corky sign and they have their client hold it and take the picture when they close and mm. then do the or like the um I, I don't know man I, that's I guess that's the best example I can give right now but I feel like there's there's part of the business that's still stuck in this like archaic like yeah like am, am I crazy like and yeah. by the way there some no, of these guys I, are really good I'm fucking crazy I know but like. <sighs> No, but I, I, I understand that some agents out there are doing great with this kind of stuff, but how do you feel about these agents that are like, hey, check it out. Like, here's my here's a picture of the latest sucker. And, uh, <laughs> like, you know. You know what? That's that's actually funny you bring that up because my team and I have been talking. And you mentioned this earlier, and it's like, try not to talk too much about it because then it's paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I can't overanalyze it. But what we're going to start doing is video testimonials, and and I've seen some teams that are heavy hitters doing this. A lot of you know, kind of mastermind teams I'm working with, um, and why I feel that's huge is because YouTube. I mean, look, what do most people want to do nowadays? Is like they they pull up YouTube, or they pull up Facebook, and they go right to the video section, and they want to like people. I'm sorry, but people are getting lazier. The world's getting faster. Yeah. Devices are getting smarter. And people are getting kind of stupider or lazier, maybe. Maybe not stupider, but it's like, you know what I mean? So Stupider a word or are you stupid? Yeah, that's why I did that intentionally. <laughs> I did that intentionally, dude. But you made me sit here and think. I'm you like, went, holy what? shit. Holy shit. You're Googling that shit right now. Yeah. No, but so video testimonial. Like, Because look, who wants to be the guy that's holding the sold sign, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. If I ever did that, like in the past, I had one where they're like, are you going to take a picture of us with our soul sign? And I'm guilty of it. I've done it. No, I get. It's I, kind I, of shameless promotion. Yeah. But then I had another one. I was like, okay, they're like, hey, you know, I gave them a bottle of champagne, and they they bought a house. They always wanted a pool. They're both the the daughters are um, in swimming, like per, whatever prof, professional. I don't know what the hell swimmers. Um, is this a thing? Um, but anyway, so they wanted a house with a pool. So mm-hmm. I gave them a bottle of champagne, and they I have their picture. Of them like jumping in in a pool with the champagne. Hmm. So anyway, that's fun. I mean, whatever. But so it worked, and it was it went on their social media, and everyone went, "Oh, that's cool!" Like you know, you think like and it, their their thing was finally got a house with a pool, right? So instead of you know instead of like the whole the drab like oh so let's hold the sold sign and uh, you know yeah, yeah. last minute but kind see, of now planning. You, so you've done like a, a new interpretation of it like there's right. there's just I don't know there, there's some things that seem to still be kind of like stuck in the past I guess if you will yeah. like I I don't know that's uh, what okay um, so video testimonials you know of like people actually you know uh, instead of the sold sign people actually telling other people like being your raving fan. So how about how about this? How about um, business cards where agents uh, take a picture that their headshot and their oh, I pet? I love business cards, dude. I saved so when I was doing foreclosures, I'd have a shit ton of business cards because yeah. people come through and it's like it might be a week before you're checking the property or like you know a few days at least. But there's you know hundreds of business cards that I've, yeah. I've and I've kept a lot of good ones. Um, the business cards with a do you know like the uh it's the best when you have a dog holding that they're holding like and a they'll little go like oh my dog. name is like mo big dog yeah, jackson it's like Mar- like, marty yeah Mar- marty big dog you know yeah um you can call me dog you know oh, i'm trying to think of the funny oh there's some funny ones i've come across dude um yeah and there's always a slogan like a cheesy slogan like, is are we missing out on this? Should we have cheesy slogans? I, dude, I don't know. You know what's funny? I so I've actually asked this question, this exact question. Dude, I, I just came up with one. I won't tell you where I've asked it. Yeah. Hold that slogan thought. I I won't tell you where I've asked this question, but I've asked uh, in a few places. Like, you know, how do you feel about business cards with pets? Not because I want to put a pet in mine. I fucking mm-hmm. never. It's not me at all. But I just was curious. It was kind of like a mockery question. Fucking, I, got, I felt like PETA came down on me, dude. Like, 
you know, I had I had people who were like, oh well, I'll tell you as like a pet owner myself, I always respect businesses that are like pet right. friendly and you know blah, blah blah. I'm like, okay, I don't fucking hate animals. I just right. I just think it's funny that like you've got your poofy hair uh, in your <laughs> in your poofy. nineteen in your nineteen eighties getup. Uh, yeah. That by the way, Tommy in Bahama a picture shirt. that's forty seven years outdated. You wrinkly bitch, and and you've Whoa. got your fucking poodle. In the picture with you, and yet you both that, look alike. I can picture that business card, dude. And I'm she's I'm sure. wearing a teal button-down collared yeah. shirt with like a gray marble background, right? Yeah. And the and the white poodle with the poofy blonde hair and the well, right, like you, you can said, see it's it, right? just these things come become they start looking archaic, right? It's like, dude, you're you know. Um, that okay, give was, me your slogan. Give me your fucking slogan. I gotta hear it. I know there's always cheesy ones, right? It's like you know, like you know, James Hoff, you know. The, the, like you thinking of buying or selling, you have to call James. Right, like right, something like done that, like right? it's like, like, and it's on a part, it's on a bench somewhere, and I could just picture like you know, it's like you have to call James, and and yeah, let me uh, let me get the stress off your plate. Yeah, oh hello, oh, yeah, it's always some <laughs> wordplay or something like that, and I I don't know, I could I just came up that that was one that uh, that's I fucking terrible slogan. It's terrible. Dude. I could never think of I'm one offended. for me. I'm offended. You know. Okay, out of curiosity, uh, when here we're still trolling Facebook, and, uh, and and I say trolling, we're not. I'm not trying to knock. Uh, we'll knock on the stupid ones, but some of these are just good and fun to answer. Right. Um, when do you discuss your your uh, transaction fee? When do you discuss your transaction fee or your broker charges? So when do you discuss your commission in a listing presentation? When do you uh, bring up your commission discussion? Never. Oh really, dude? You want to know? I made a intent. I made an intentional decision. When you say bring up, it always gets. Well, it was. I wouldn't say it always gets brought up. Uh, I my commission is hard. It's it's hard coded in zip forms. Mm-hmm. Form Dude, it's prints. it's there. It's in it's in it's in the blue lettering, right? It, um, so when does commission come up? I try to. I wouldn't say avoid, but it's one of those things where if commission comes up, I find that people on my team. And any other like people I've talked to, they are so quick to discount themselves. Absolutely. And I, I kind of finally went, you know, if I just put this hard coded, it's like I would challenge your listeners. This will be a challenge. Go out this week and like, and do you have a Facebook group, dude, or like a Facebook page for Rira? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I should join it. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like you should do a challenge on what there of dick. of how many like agents that are listening can go out and take a listing. And just I okay, know where you're going. What, they can do what they want to do, but what I'm saying is, know your value, dude. So the I, challenge might be pick pick what you think you're worth. Right. What are you worth? And actually hard code it so that when in. you print that form, correct, it's, it's hard coded, there. Man. And then you, in like, in order for you to change it, yeah, you'd actually have to physically cross it out while you're there at the client and initial it and like whatever. Well, and another important distinction, dude, is um, a coach of mine said to me once, commission is what car salesmen get, okay? Or what people at Nordstrom's, you know, and sorry, you know, I love Nordstrom's, but like, that's what shoe salesmen get. It's yeah. a little commission. A fee is what an attorney gets. Or like, you know, a doctor or whatever. It's like, my fee is da 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 so yeah. getting rid of kind of like it's the NLP thing is trying to you yeah. know get rid of commission out of your mind so that when you're going through the listing presentation, bring up you know our fee or my brokerage's fee you know it, if you're going through the listing, and you got to go over it go over it but make make it sound like it's our fee. Do you think like when you sit down with an attorney, like to do a trust or whatever or a will or if maybe it's a family attorney you sit. A family law attorney. You sit down with them and go. And they say, "You say my fee is twenty five hundred dollars." How many times do you think people go? Oh well, can you can you cut that in half for me because uh, there's another attorney that you know what I mean? Yep. Like if they feel it's a commission, I mean it is. But if they if they feel it, then for some reason when you call it a commission and when you signify it that way, it's it then becomes adjustable. So here's so here's my answer to that. So my my commission usually comes up when the client brings it up and usually mm-hmm. I find that it comes up later and the reason is because the client seems to always be uncomfortable about asking because mm-hmm. they feel like it's going to be like a big deal to talk about. And so what I find is if you just if you're so well rehearsed and you have your 
your response like down pat like whenever it comes up in conversation that like you just you answer it like very matter of fact right then you're in a much better place you know right. i usually the way one of the ways that i like to present is everybody would love to make x mm-hmm. i usually charge y and if i double end the deal i would help you out by giving you z you know okay. and whatever so I kind of have my I have my little thing in line that I that I do and it's it's just kind of there, right? But if you if you kind of hesitate, you know, if you're not assertive about where you are with it, then yeah, like of course people are going to be like, "Oh, yeah. this motherfucker is probably I'm flexible." I'm going to jam you, man. Now, 4%. The other side of that is and some of this, by the way, it's a good question, but some of it's also a preference thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that you should go in and be like, yeah, yeah, so just so you know, uh, you know, here's what I charge. And, uh, you know, right. so let me now I'd like to tell you a little bit about me. No, what I think you should do, if I had to pick uh, as a regular rule of thumb, you first need to present your value and then that's what I was just and then sh- and then yes. show what you what you charge for that value. Correct. But here's the big thing. And, and this I guess this might transition the conversation a little bit. A big problem we're experiencing in the business now is everybody bitching and moaning about these, you know, quote unquote discount brokerages. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody is discounting any service at all, right? Like some some retailers sell certain products for less because of a variety of things. Maybe they maybe they negotiated a bigger discount when they bought it, so they can sell it for less. Maybe they are willing to make less of a margin because they've got a volume play. Maybe you as a, as a realtor aren't providing full service and because of that you don't have to charge as much. I don't have, I don't look at anybody as a discounter. I just look at it like, well, their market price is this and my market price for my product is, is, is that. And you, you have to show the value in what you bring to the table to justify what you're asking for. So for example, if you're going out to a listing presentation and somebody says, and, and I, I, I repeat stories, so we've probably even talked about this before on mm-hmm. the show somewhere, but someone says, well, you know, what do you do for your money? Well, you know, I, you know, beautiful property description and fucking, you know, photography and then we do brochure and I'm going to market, I'm going to fucking social media, I'm gonna, that's totally for sure. And I'm going to upload this on the MLS <laughs> and uh, MLS is unbelievable. I had international exposure. I had you on thousands of websites all over the world. Oh, yeah. And what I think to myself is, is okay, <laughs> that's nice, except the photography, first of all, uh, uh, the photography, if you're, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, tangent, but if you're, if photography, if photography is something that you're doing on your iPhone, then you're an asshole. And, yeah. but if, uh, but if you know photography is like what you should be doing is is writing a check for it mm-hmm. okay so okay nice job doing that work let's good job everybody you wrote a check uh okay now now what like that took 32 seconds so now okay what's the next thing you got to load it on the mls okay fine that might take you a little bit of time but that's part of your fucking job mm-hmm. now oh i'm gonna it's good and i'm gonna have you exposed on thousands of sites all over the world yes would you like to know how that worked out because when you when you went to submit the the MLS, you clicked submit, right? And then, and then the MLS was like, "Oh, look at all these sites that are that we syndicate with," right. and they they shove it out there. The problem is, real estate agents go into their listing presentation and they can't speak with confidence mm. about the commission they're charging because they don't fucking do anything for it. That's right. So if you say, "Well, I rely on a lot of automation. I have a lot of systems in place." But here are the manual things that I do on top of all the automation that everybody does, by the way. Mm-hmm. I sync more competition, not by calling them out by name. I sync more competition by highlighting to the seller what is automated and right. what is not. Because I'll give them my list of here's all the shit that I do, but. I'll literally divide that list and go, oh, and just so you know, this is automated. Every single agent is going to do this. Right. Here's my unique differentiators that I provide. Yeah. I provide Matterport, the 3D photography. So I don't just do photography. I do 3D virtual tours. Every single one's not negotiable. You, I buy your domain so that I own your property online. Like mm-hmm. You have a customized just for you website. Yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, easy up 
easy up uh, websites right. if you want, right? But you know, what are you customizing? Then there's a slew of other things. You know, I cold call not just to buyers. I cold call to agents. I cold call. You know, I reverse prospect. I, I like you look for other things that are not tied to the automated process of putting it in the listing, and that ends up that ends up being a differentiator. So show your value first. Yeah. Then you can actually not feel like an asshole when you tell someone you charge what you do because now you've explained to them how you work for it and it's not just because you clicked five buttons, wrote two checks, and put a right. sign in the fucking ground. I think what you're trying to say, and uh, this is called a, ram- a ramble. This is called a ramble session and not like a brevity concise session, but I think you're trying to say price is only ever an issue in the absence of value. Right? 100%. So you know, basically, if you don't show your value and people don't see what you're worth or why they ought to use you, then yeah, why the fuck should they, they pay you? Well, in fact, in that question actually comes up a lot when agents go, what brokerage should I go to and this, what's the split and whatever. You know, you should go to the brokerage that provides you the fucking value for the money that you pay them, right? right. It's, and, and, and the funny part is, is we ask so many questions to protect the money that we make off of a deal when we interview brokers and we do these things, right? But then we find it strange when we're interrogated at a right. listing appointment and the consumer is now asking us to provide yeah. and show and discuss yeah, the value like, oh that we Oh my God, have. what do I do? Sweating bullets, oh my God. I'll tell you what I do. You know, if somebody- <laughs> This could go dark, oh God. I'll tell you what I fucking do. <laughs> no, you know, it's like, it's hard coded in the, in the you could do it one way or another. Look, if somebody's a, a longtime friend, a, a client, a referral, a, you know, whatever, then there's still there's still a way to manipulate it. It's like, yeah. oh, you know what? Then they feel like they're getting an even bigger deal when you cross out the hard coded number on the, on the residential listing agreement. You cross it out and you say, you know what? I'll tell you what. I know that Jenny Sue said they would do it for me, and I'm going to do it for, you know, you're a good friend of mine. I... I appreciate that you're giving me the opportunity. I'm gonna do it for five and a half. Right. Okay, so you could still break it down where you're doing it five and a half, you're getting three, and the buyer's agent's getting two and a half. That's yeah. still a good day at the office. Or eight, four, and one, I mean, whatever. Like, whatever the whatever, fucking percentage but I mean, is like, that, yeah. When I started hard coding, because I used to, I don't know why, I used to go in there with like, I mean, probably just didn't have it hard coded. I put it in my templates and my zip form, but before I did that, I used to walk in and I'd have a blank you know, listing agreement and have the people's name, you know, property Well, address. see, when it's not hard-coded, people think it's negotiable. That's right. Right. So, so it's always so up for now it's debate. very much now like, like oh, as a business Now we have to talk about commission because right. I have to write the commission in. Right. I don't have to write it in if it's hard-coded. And and by the way, it doesn't mean that you're not going to talk about it. Well, it just means that it still that comes up, dude. I mean, look. It should come up. It, it does come up. They need up. to know. Yeah. Like, you want to know what the, they want to You still provide know. a net sheet. I mean, look, at the end of the day... Um, you know, I'm not saying hide your commission from people or hide your fee, right? Um, no, just, but but believe in your worth enough, right? To to hard code it that this is not something I negotiate. Right. This is, and by the way, there's always room to negotiate. But you want to go in with the mindset of, oh no, I'm sorry, this is just how everybody values my service because this is how I value my service and I know what I'm worth. You know, right. like your drunk you monkey talk- could be, you know, you know, they could use the word drunk mer- monkey, right? So you could be thinking your mindset might be when you walk in that appointment that that person's gonna wiggle you down, right? And so the whole and you're sitting there going, oh, shit, this whole appointment. Dude, I've walked out of appointments where they've never, ever even brought up commission. Like we, I mean, yeah. we've gone through it, and I show them. And by the way, this is my fee, and out of that, um, you know, I'm not getting the whole entire amount. Just so you know, I'm splitting it. I'm putting on MLS and splitting it with another agent. That agent has less, ex- you know, cost, whatever. So, so would you ramble? So would you accept a listing? Let's see. Would you accept the listing knowing that's way above market value and most likely would sit on the market, even though? you end up lowering the price later, is it really worth it? Fuck yeah. So talk about it, why? You, you- well look, I'm not in the business of taking overpriced listings, but to, for someone who's asking that question, um, okay, I can think of like two occasions. They might have a different answer for new versus experienced, by the way. All right, well look. Well go ahead. You ask, you ask me. What, will I take an overpriced listing knowing that they might reduce the price or they might not? Well, you don't know. They may or they may not. The market could shift. The market could catch up to them. That's but, a great answer I wasn't expecting. Okay. Or how about having a sign in the yard or having a, you know, whatever, it's on Zillow, it's out there, um, and 
Picture this. You get a listing and it sits there for six months. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. People have to drive by your sign for six months. You know what my biggest problem is? Is I'm putting property, I'm pricing them right. I'm putting properties on the market. And there's, they're not sitting there's for There's no inventory. Enough. Yeah. They go the, the second week, first week that I put them up. Uh, multiple offers and I'm like woo high five yeah we all did our job you know and the seller's happy and then holy shit now I'm putting up a pending sale how do I leverage that listing right so the way I'm coming from it is okay well yeah on occasion I'll take an overpriced listing as long only if I know I can leverage it now the other side of this though and and I think this is important of course I do because I'm saying anything I say I think is fucking really important but um, you know if you're going to take an overpriced listing and you're not willing to defend your seller, mm-hmm. then don't take it. Yeah. You know, I I have no problem. I, I legitimately have you no problem buy. taking yeah. an overpriced listing and, and somebody comes in and go, well, do you think it's fair? You know, how do you think, what do you think of the price? And I'll say, you know, I, I'd say on, on a fair market scale, it's on the high side of fair, but I will tell you it's within fair market range, absolutely. Right. Or I'll say, you know, we I think we priced it just right because... The, the location or this or that. Right. Now, some of you probably cringed at the first comment that I made, but I mean that. Like, think about the honesty that now you're giving a buyer. Yeah. yeah, is it fair market value? You know, it's on the high side of fair, but I do still think it's fair market value based on what I know. Now, somebody, if you know that you're grossly overpriced, then what you need to yeah. do is just say, you know what? The, the seller believes that the house is worth X, Y, Z, and I support them because I see the value in the amenities, the lot size, the view, the, right. the fucking, you know, whatever it is. And and you just, but if you're not going to defend it, if you're if you're just going to sit there and every buyer that comes through the door going to be like, you know what, I just, just give me, just give me like whatever you can. Yeah, just send over, just we're send accepting over. all offers. They're motivated. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Oh yeah. God, that's another tangent. Is the we're motivated. I had somebody. You're not. I, I mean, we're done with this. We're done with that. We're moving to this part now because I have to bitch about this, the, dude. We literally. I was sitting at a sales meeting. I don't go to. I don't go to all of them, but I try to show my support periodically and and try to get a couple little tidbits here and there. And you know, the needs and wants are my favorite because they take up like forty five minutes of the hour long meeting, and. Um, <laughs> And it's yes. all bullshit. It's just people like fluff and stuff. But there was there was an agent that literally stood up there. Let me tell you all about my overpriced listing. No, no even I mean it's it's almost it's basically that bad. But this agent goes like this. She goes, uh, "I've got a I got a great property uh, in in this neighborhood on Banana Street mm. uh, or Pine, Banana Pineapple Street, um, and." Uh, it's you know it's standard sale. It's priced at this. Uh, the extremely motivated. Little bit of work needs to be done to the property, but for the right buyer. And listen, I mean, right now, I mean, standard sale. But uh, you know, this is a this is a house that needs to sell quick. That's a it's a tough financial position. Husband lost his job. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and Why? so we wanna we, we they are definitely motivated. And all I'm not dude. I just wanted to go up there and and kill this person. I because I can't believe turn off the mic. You know that's where you want to be like stuck. I mean, sit fuck. down. You just gave away your seller's card, all their cards, dude. Yeah, and P.S. You might know that it's like the worst position ever for them, but shut the fuck up. Right. You're telling all of your. It's colleagues, a great house. Yeah. It needs a little TLC, which would be perfect for someone who'd like to add their own personal sure. touch. And here's when it comes to market. And shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I had one, uh, another person that, that I knew that, uh, thank God, I was not even close to attached to this. I just know of it. So please, I'm not guilty by association here. But I knew someone else that um, had gotten a deal into escrow. Mm-hmm. And the buyer, the, the, the agent, is the listing agent is the one that I knew. And the, the buyer didn't realize that the seller like had to sell like it was a super vulnerable position for right. the seller agent did a great job did not disclose that because they fucking shouldn't actually they didn't do a great job they did a fucking job and they didn't disclose it right so it's not a distress sale nothing right mm. get through two weeks buyer submits request for repairs agent goes no absolutely not they're, they're not doing any there's ten thousand dollars worth of stuff in here they're, you know house is over a million bucks you know whatever right. not, not a huge deal 
there's ten thousand dollars worth of stuff on here. They're not going to do anything. Like you know, they, they can't they can't afford to do this shit. Like they're no. not giving you credit. They net every every penny that they can get out of this. I mean, if they don't sell this soon and and for you know, oh well, you know, we really and then the agent starts probing the buyer's agent. They go, well, what's going on? Why wouldn't they? What do you mean if they don't sell it soon? And the agent's like, listen, just never mind. Let me just talk to him. Goes back to the goes back to the seller, and because obviously it's spoken out of turn. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the seller. What do you want to do? Seller's response was. I don't fucking care because the alternative is a short sale right. and then we're fucked, right? So agent thought they were being defensive for the right reasons, right. ends up giving too much. Now buyer's agent's a little suspicious. Right. All of a sudden, seller's willing to do everything. Give them the 10 grand, buyer leaves. Buyer comes back two months later when it's listed again as a short sale. Oof. See, if, you, if you're not... If you're not careful and you let that cat out of the bag, and it's and it's easy to do, by the way, you, you I legitimately have to think about it because right. you know we we do know privileged information. Yeah, yeah. But literally spoke too much and said, you know what, seller seller realized that they got to get rid of the property because if they don't, it's going to short sell. So they're just going to agree to it and 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 just be done. But this is it, no more. And buyer was like, go fuck yourself. Now I feel like we're overpaying. Wow. And it, no joke, you know, a mil, you know, over a million dollar house ends up selling short for a few hundred thousand dollars less. That's a bummer, dude. I mean, for them, yeah, it's really shitty. <laughs> great, great for the buyer. Instant equity position right there. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole thing. That's where it gets dangerous. Hey, know? I'm gonna end with this. Um, what well, do you? Wait, this is a ramble. We're here for at least two more hours. Wow. I'm just kidding. We'll wrap things up. What do you got? Um, what do you? So, what do you think about? How should I put this? Cameras all mm. over all over houses, right? So now everybody's got these mm-hmm. ring doorbells. And I can tell you from our perspective, there's not a point of view. You, you can't walk on our property without being filmed. Like yeah. That's just from my previous foreclosure days. And occasionally, right, it's like I don't really, you know, it's like maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm worried about, you know, whatever. But in showing homes, right, or in listing homes, there's this whole thing about oh okay well now we have to disclose it you know um, what disclose do you, that there's cameras yeah uh-huh. or you see them I mean you know they're there yeah um, what do you tell your buyers when you see like the ring doorbell because you brought up something uh, about taking overpriced listing and this actually was told to me by a seller who I'm listing their place they they were an expired that's not how I got it um, but they were an expired. And the agent before shortchanged them on like everything. Yeah. Basically, crappy photography, iPhone upside down. You know, just whatever. We can go on about that. But they have a ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. And during the course, so they listened in, which okay, that's up to the seller. And during the course of the time this agent's holding open houses, they they forget the, the doorbell. They forget the cameras on them. Mm. And so they start saying like dumb things, like or, or things like, oh, you know, the house. Yeah, I know the house isn't really improved, and it, you know, like basically, kind of like you said, undermining their right. seller's position. Um, and then kind of the flip side to that is, I had a seller that uh, again can't disclose where who, but it's like they had they had cameras inside the mm-hmm. Nest cameras, um, and for a legitimate reason, they had little kids. Uh, so for nanny cams or whatnot, sure, they didn't disclose it, and you know at the time they they didn't they weren't required to. Agent walks in uh, with her client. Client says, "Oh my God, I love this house. It's amazing." So it's a private showing, right? Mm. Meanwhile, seller's looking at the camera from his phone, and listening to the whole thing, and they're sitting down. It's all the insight. All the insight. Oh my God, I would just love this place. I'll pay whatever I have to pay. And, you know, in fact, let's let's offer this. And then, you know, if we offer this, well, what if he comes back at this? Well, okay, well then the most I can pay is let's go up a certain amount of dollars, right? right? So I get this text from the client that's like, hey, by the way, dude, expect an offer this afternoon from bloopity bloopity bloop, whoever, right? Right sensor data and uh, you're going to get an offer for X amount of dollars I want you to counter at X amount of dollars right Right. so I guess my question is like you know as agents how do we protect you really can't protect yourself too much except just don't say stupid shit yeah right 
Um, but how do you how do you go in well, eyes wide open with a buyer, or even on a seller's position of like, look, don't you know you 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 ain't use it to your benefit, whatever. But don't I don't know. It's a, it's kind of a slippery slope. But everyone has cameras. What do you think? Well, I don't have a problem with the cameras. Um, first and foremost, there's a couple of times which I, I won't I won't dig deep into it right now. But um, there's a couple of times where I've kind of caught myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not with a client, but just I mean in life in general, where you like, like you ever have those moments where you're talking about someone, and then all of a sudden that person like taps you on the shoulder, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm glad I wasn't saying anything too bad about you, you know? Right. Like, so you know, if there's a lesson to be learned, it's always you know always approach your life in general, in business and personally, that as if you're on camera and as if the world can hear you, and then you don't, you know, and then if you say something really shitty, as long as you believed it and you don't really care that the world knows, then who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I always tell my clients when they're going into a property, I say, hey, listen. Um, and, and to my own admission, I say this more when I know the seller's going to be there or the other agent's going to be there or it's an open house or whatever. I'll say, hey, um, listen, let's do this. Let's go through the house. Ask whatever questions you want, but let's not ask it. Let's not, right. let's not like go into detail about anything. Like if, if you if you love the house or hate the house, let's talk about it afterwards out here around the corner, uh, you know, under the tree where no one can see, whatever, right? right? Um, house with cameras, if I see it, I'll point it out. I think the agent over time, new, newer agents may not be used to it as much because they just don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. But um, if you, you get used to looking for that stuff, mm-hmm. and especially in a certain price point of houses, you start right. seeing that a little more frequently. Um, and, and as soon as you see it, you need to point it out and say, hey, yeah. just you know, just FYI, um, I, you know, while we're looking through today, just keep in mind, I don't know if these cameras are on. Um, but you never know when you're being watched because even... Even if there's cameras in the house, it, it that and it's required to be disclosed. Right. If the listing agent doesn't see it and never thought to ask the question because they didn't see it, it doesn't mean that the seller hasn't done something very quietly right. to monitor for their own sake. Because sometimes sellers or people in general have ulterior motive and want to be able to monitor True. without without this like, hey, you're on you're on camera. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a I had been sitting somebody else's open house. I think it was my my it was either my first or second year in business. I was sitting somebody else's open house at the time I didn't have a listing of my own. And I I went in, it's vacant property, beautiful, on a golf course, amazing house, beautifully updated. They had just put some money into it, whatever. Had a few people come in, it wasn't like the craziest day ever. Probably probably got a couple people an hour, which isn't it's not terrible. I figure right. if I can get, you know, a couple people an hour is great. And um this one guy came in and shooting the breeze for a little bit about the the community. Let me tell you about the house and you know. And then he starts probing. And the guy's like, "Can you tell me a little bit more about the association? Why are there two HOAs here? Tell me a little bit about what you think of the community as a whole. It's gated. Like, what's the mm-hmm. you know? What do you think of it? Um, you know, tell me about like the the upgrades. Do you know this? Do you know that? Like tell me about this or that. Is the do they get golf balls in the back? Like fucking grilled me, right? Wow. Okay. The guy ends up being an all cash buyer from what he says, right? All cash buyer looking to pick up an investment property. This is like his pitch and I'm I'm like drooling for, like from the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting there going, this is fucking perfect. I'm going to sell this son of a bitch's house. This is unbelievable. Right. Yeah, he he was the owner. So I asked him, I'm like, so is this a house that you're interested in? Would you like me to follow up with you about writing an offer? Like, what? how would you like to move forward from here? I'd like to get your info. Like, I'm trying to close, right? right. And he goes, actually, I'm the owner. And uh, I knew that I knew that my listing agent was having somebody else at the open house today. And I just wanted to see how responsible they were being with the person that they sent over. Now, no, no cameras. Shoppers. Fucking secret shopper. Yeah, but man. no cameras in the house. But you should always, always, always expect that somebody's trying to fish because you just never know who you're around. So that's the big lesson learned right there. Yeah, man. I guess that's it. That's the closing thoughts, right? So we're done with this fucking ramble. Yeah. So we're out of here. Should we just leave the mic on? Leave it on. Let's go. Leave it on. Well, dude, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, uh, man. I had a blast today. And um, Chris, I think we're going to probably have to call you back and ramble some more. I feel like we, we didn't even scratch the tip of the iceberg here. This but, is true. Um, this is true. Next time, plenty you know, to do. provide some beers, alcohol, something to... Uh, All yeah. the things I said I, I never said I would provide that I need to provide uh-huh. them, right? Yeah, the t-shirts and everything, right? <laughs> no, I appreciate you, man. It was awesome. Like I said before, dude, seeing your uh, 
seeing this go from like you, you talking about it and you wearing you know you wearing the re-raw t-shirt and saying uh-huh. like, i'm gonna call re and we talked about logo colors right all, stuff, do yeah. all, this, all the stuff leading yeah. up to this and then now here we are talking and then it's cool man yeah it's fun you got some pretty good uh pretty awesome guests lined up i'm excited Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Nice to have you in that mix. And uh, yeah, listen, uh, closing thoughts here if you're if you're out there. Appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you head over to reraw.com. Check out the show notes. It's R-E-R-A-W.com. Any tips, tricks, resources, all that good fun stuff will be right in there. And, you know, check out the other episodes that we got. We've got the sales meetings weekly that come every Monday. They're 20 minutes or less. We keep you out in the field on your toes so you don't have to waste a lot of time going to broker sales meetings or you have a short addition to the ones that you like to attend. Uh, weekly interviews every Wednesday with agents, industry professionals, and sales influencers from every walk of life. And then, of course, our fucking Friday ramble sessions. I love it. Uh, Where we just talk about everything in a less structured, a little more casual format to send you on your way uh, into a successful weekend. So remember something as you're wrapping your day, though, and uh, grabbing that cocktail and and prepping for a busy weekend. You got to work your ass off. You eat what you kill in this business and real agents work. You absolutely have to be one of them. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll see you on the next one. Hey everyone, James Hoff, your host of ReRaw. As you probably already know, listing leads are the crown jewel for agents. There's an old saying that says those who hold the listings have everyone else working for them. Hence why listing leads are so valuable. But the acquisition cost for a listing lead is far more expensive than a potential buyer. And sadly, these leads are rarely exclusive to just one agent. Fortunately, Offers.com has all of us covered. I personally use them to target likely to list homes, and what's best is that my territory and the leads in it are mine exclusively. Offers.com is leading the way in predictive analytics for real estate. Not only do they verify high-quality leads, but they have exceptional tools to help you with your follow-up and nurturing by providing you things like market reports or hand-addressed letters that can also be sent to your prospects, to name just a couple. The strategic approach Offers.com has to identifying prospective home sellers takes a lot of the guesswork out of who you should be targeting for your next listing. If you're looking for listing leads and you're tired of paying for a shared lead, contact Offers.com today and see what they're all about. You can actually set up a demo with my personal rep by visiting www.reraw.com forward slash O-F-F-R-S. That's www.reraw.com forward slash offers. One last time, that's reraw.com forward slash O-F-F-R-S.